Welcome to Freedom Now with Peter Asanful. Freedom Now is brought to you by the Spirit Life People, a ministry that focuses on teaching you how to live and walk in the Spirit so that you can manifest Christ's freedom in your life. It is our prayer that you shall be transformed as you receive the word from the Lord today. And now, here's your host, Peter Asanful.
put your hands together for the Lord. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen and amen and amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. I'm so excited. You have no idea how excited I am for the first all night service of 2022. Amen. Now, the truth of the matter is that the instruction from God for this year is that every single month there will be an all night. Every single month there will be an all night. So get ready and get used to it. Amen. Get ready and get used to it. But you know what? A lot of people don't know that all night is not, it's not something new. In fact, every spiritual person must be able and must enjoy to encounter God all night. It started with Jesus. No, if, if, if he, he predated Jesus and then he continued. The disciples continued. So all night is not a punishment. It is not a deprivation of your sleep. We are not denying you sleep. In fact, if a Christian born again, full of the Holy Spirit, finds a problem staying all night with God, there's, a, there's an issue. There's an issue. Amen. Nobody has died without sleeping one night. No one. No one. Luke chapter 6. Let me, let me read some scripture so that you get it. Sometimes people think that we just want to motivate them and make them feel good. And it's, it's scripture that we meet all night. Amen. Luke 6. Let's start Luke 6. I want to read from verse number 12. Luke chapter number 6. From verse number 12. Now it came to pass in those days that he went out to the mountain to pray. And continued all night in prayer to God. Let's talk about Jesus. Is Jesus your Lord and Savior? Is Jesus your Lord and Savior? Then you must do what Jesus did. He prayed. And which means that he didn't start praying at night. We, we, are, we are going to start praying at night. In that he started praying sometime during the day and continued praying all night. <laughs> he started praying all night praying to God. What? In that the conversation was so awesome that he couldn't just stop praying to God. So all night is not something strange. You must be full of joy when it is time for all night. Amen. And I know tonight, ah, your members, the members of your body shall be alert. No sleep shall come upon anyone. Because you see, the moment you miss one word, you have missed something eternal. I know what I'm saying. To be alert. Take note, right? When you feel like you don't sleep all the time, you can stand up. You can move around. You can go and wash your face. You can, by all means, never allow your eyes to close. No matter what. I hear with me. Because God told me, he said, like, don't miss it all. Today, he's raining down his glory. So be, be ready. I know what I'm saying. Psych your mind. You see, everything begins from this brain of ours. Let the brain tell every part of your body that, Master, sleep is not coming to you today. So, you better adjust. Amen. Uh-huh. So, God bless you. You know, a lot of people prayed all night. Apostles prayed all night. I remember that boy that when Paul was having an all night service teaching. 
You know, this one we're going to have teachings and prayer. Paul was teaching throughout. Talking, teaching, teaching, teaching. There was no prayer. Teaching, teaching. We're going to have one all night teaching. No prayer. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> teaching all night. Teacher will learn five, six hours. By the time you leave, <laughs> you are fully loaded. The boy, the boy was sleeping whilst Paul was teaching. And he was sitting, you know, at the window. And then the sleep overtook him. And he fell. Paul was having a meeting on the story building. And he fell from the story building. And the boy died. If not for the glory of God, the boy would have lost his life. Just by sleeping during all night. The man of God went and laid on him. And said, his life is preserved in him. He is not dead. Lift him up and go and get some fufu for him to eat. And the boy came back to life. No one will lose your life by staying all night to hear the word and to pray. Amen. God bless you so much. Tonight, our focus is very, very serious and important. Because after the teachings, because I need to fully teach you this thing so that our prayers will be so enticing. Okay? You will pray without even wanting to stop. Amen. So tonight we are focusing on the power of God. Amen, somebody. Our focus of prayer tonight is the power of God. The power of God. And I'm excited. That's why I, I, you know, I've been excited. I've been excited the whole time. And God said, tonight, power. Hey! Who doesn't like power? Everybody likes power. Everybody likes power. Amen, somebody. Yeah, sometimes, you know, um, church members want to do the things that the pastors will do. Sometimes some people feel that, ah, this one is only for the pastors. It's only for the pastors. No, no, no. When it comes to the power of God, every single one of us, we are involved. Amen. And tonight, by the time we are done praying, and by the time you get home, you will be fully energized and conscious to walk in the power of God. Amen. So we're going to have some lessons. It's going to be quite some lengthy teaching because I, I, I just want us to pray for four hours, you know, and all of that. We need to, we need to eat on the word. This prayer tonight is so important. Because God needs you to start functioning in His power from today, today, today. I know what I'm saying. Yes, because when power is taken out of the church, the devil becomes the standard. But tonight, power shall fill you up and fill you up and fill you up. Amen. You know there are four different Greek words that are translated as power in the Bible, and I'm going to take my time to teach. Every single one of them. So that you can have a full understanding of what power is. Then we can take it out from there. Are you with me? Alright. So turn your Bibles with me. To Acts chapter number 1. Acts chapter number 1. And we are very familiar with this verse. But we're going to read it again and again. Repetition is not a bad thing when it comes to the word of God. Amen. 
I read from verse number 4. Acts chapter number 1 from verse number 4. It says, And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise. Underline it. Take note in your Bible. Wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard me. You have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water. But you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. I think that's another word that has been translated, so take note of that as well. But you shall receive power say power when it is a if when the holy spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in jerusalem and in all judea and samaria and to the end of the earth you shall receive power when not if which means that as soon as anyone receives the Holy Spirit, power has come. Are you with me? It's not if you receive the Holy Spirit, you receive power. But when the Holy Spirit comes, you receive power. Right? When the Holy Spirit comes, you receive power. Hey, you remember what the Bible says in the book of First Corinthians that all the promises of God in Christ are in Him, Amen, and I in Him, yes. Which means that if God promised anything in the Old Testament, right, or anywhere before Jesus went to the cross and resurrected, because God promised in Jesus, it is Amen, it is true, and it is yes, meaning that it is approved. So when it comes to the Holy Spirit, it is an approval from God that anyone who believes in Jesus needs to have the Holy Spirit. I get what I'm saying. So when people like I know some people who think that the Holy Spirit is not relevant to the to, to the church today, and they argue. I'm not ready to argue with anyone who doesn't want to know things from the Lord. The Bible says we should not argue with fools. A fool is someone who shuns knowledge. That's what the Bible says. A fool is a description of somebody who ignores knowledge. People say that it is an insult. But it simply means someone who ignores knowledge. The knowledge is that everyone in Christ, it is approved that you receive the Holy Spirit. That is why in the early church, all the people who received Jesus, they received the Holy Spirit. When we read Acts 19, Paul met some 12 um, disciples and they were disciples who had studied under the John the Baptist kind of teaching. That is a water baptism. And then they were baptized in water, but they were not baptized in the Holy Spirit. You know, the Greek word for baptism is baptizo. Meaning that to be totally immersed. Not sprinkling. Sprinkling is not baptism. You stand here and then I, 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 I you know, sprinkle the water. That is not baptism. Some people say that it's some 
baptism means that you have to be fully immersed. You enter, you go to swim, you enter inside and come out. And I gave you the example of a tie and die. If every tie and die uses a white, um, what they call it, batik, a white material, right? And then whatever color you want them, that material to become, as soon as you dip it in that color solution, um, it has changed. That is baptism. So you cannot immerse yourself in the Holy Spirit and come out to be the same. Are you here with me? That is why when someone is born again, I've been telling you this thing, and I know I knew today I was going to say some things, and I'm going to be very, very plain with some things tonight. Because you cannot be born again for how many years, and you still have certain attitude that you used to have when you were not born again. It's not possible. Not possible. If you are fully immersed in the Holy Spirit, certain behaviors and attitudes will definitely flee because now, a different life has taken over. Not the old nature again. A new nature has taken over. So now, the life that you live, you don't live for yourself. You live for the one who died and was raised for you. Amen. Psalm 62. Psalm number 62. Please take a lot of notes. Take a lot of notes because I have so much to give you tonight before we start praying. Psalm 62. I read verse number 11. God has spoken once. Twice I have heard this. That power belongs to God. Did you hear that? God has spoken once. Twice I have heard this. That power belongs to God. So, if we are talking about power in Christ, then you know that power comes from God. Power does not come from anywhere. Power comes from God. If you want to operate in the power of God, then you must receive that power from Him. You cannot desire to operate in the power of God and then you are looking for the power from somewhere else. That is why I pity those who think that, okay, uh, because of fame and maybe they want to uh, have a lot of people in, in their church and because of their mentality they have, they will go and seek power from some juju or something and they come and put it under whatever they are doing in church. They don't know. Some time ago, I, I chanced on a video, you know, of some, someone who said he's a pastor who had gone to a fetish priest to collect powers and he was owing the fetish priest. So the fetish in so the fetish priest went to the whilst so-called church was going on. Afternoon, the fetish priest went with policemen to go and get his money. That he came for power from him to run his church. A lot of people were in church, and he has not fulfilled his side of the deal. Can you imagine? How why if you want to do the, the work of God, why don't you go to to the source of the power that will do the real work of God. If you, the moment you go to another source of power, you are not doing the work of God again. Power belongs to God. So when you are having a relationship with God, you are, you, it is a sure banker. You know you get power. Because it comes from Him. And that is why Jesus said that when the Holy Spirit comes, you will receive power. 
Because power belongs to God. So as soon as it comes into you, he comes along with his power as well. Amen. First Corinthians chapter number four. 1 Corinthians chapter number four. First Corinthians chapter number four. I read verse number twenty. First Corinthians chapter number four, verse number twenty. It says, For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. The kingdom of God. It's not just other verse says it's not it's not just in talking. And I it's not in talking. In other words, I hear always you know talking, 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 talking. No, no. The kingdom of God is full of power. Say power. So as long as you are in the kingdom, you must be flowing in power. As long as you are part of the kingdom, you must be flowing in the power of God. Because in the kingdom, there is power. Say there is power. Nobody lacks power. No one. As soon as you are translated into the kingdom, oh, power has been made available. So that you can do the things that the Father wants you to do. Power is a key word in the Bible. So important. Key word. It's an important word because see, you can't do without power. Amen. So I want to start bringing to you those four Greek words that usually is translated power. I want you to note the differences. Even though it's all about power, it's very important. You see, that's why I love studying the Bible in the Greek and the Hebrew. You see, you know, yesterday I put something on my Facebook wall and I was trying to educate people to let them know that there's no Hebrew word for Shekinah. Or Shekinah, usually it's Shekinah glory. Shekinah glory. We have said, we've been saying it in the church, huh? but until you start studying the Bible, you realize that there's no Hebrew word for, um, as in Shekinah in the Bible. But people have come to accept that there's, there's Shekinah glory in the Bible. It's not there. It's not there. And some people might think that this, this is nothing. It's, it's, it's in, let me tell you, you, you cannot gain knowledge in ignorance. When I found that, it liberated me. I didn't have to stress myself trying to understand something I know is not really significant to God. Yesterday when we learned, we learned about the glory of God. The glory of God invo- if an honorable appears here, somewhere, we know that the pre- his presence is honorable. We know. I get what I'm saying. It's part of your glory that you are honorable. Are you here with me? Alright. So let's, let's begin doing some real stuff. Some of you, you have not even reached hour. Your eyes are... If you know you are going to battle it. Master, sorry, you know, start shaking yourself. Because Charlie, tonight... It's a, it's, a, it's a warrior zone 9. Amen. So, there are four words that usually are translated power. They mean power, but they mean certain things. The first one is dunamis. First one is dunamis. We are very familiar with that dunamis. D-U-N-A-M-I-S. Dunamis. I remember when we were in secondary school. You know how boys school is. And then... We had a mathematics teacher who used to come to our class. Hey, you know how female, uh, female teachers, when they are teaching in boys' school, how they are harassed and all of that. And so, 
the the lady teacher, you know, she was well endowed. So, so the boys, you know how boys misbehave. So they call her dunamis. <laughs> it's like ah, what kind of the, I, you see that was the first time I even heard heard the name the word dunamis. I didn't even know what it was. Secondary school, I didn't even know. It was until I now got to Bible school and you know I started learning the Bible. I said ah, oh, so this is so as soon as I learned the the meaning of the word in the Greek. She was the very first person that came to mind. That this what those boys were, you know. So the lady had to even quit teaching us maths. Oh yes, because she was always harassed. It was so bad. The second word that is translated usually as power in the Bible is energia. Energia, e n e r g e i a e n e r g e i a. The third word that is translated power, that is also mean power in many, many um, verses, is exousia, exousia. Exousia, E-X-O-U-S-I-A, exousia. Exousia. And the final one is kratos, kratos. K-R-A-T-O-S, kratos. All of those words are translated as power, but they mean different things when you go into the details of it, even though they mean power. Amen. Are you here? Alright, so let's take the very first one, dunamis. Now what is power? In fact, dunamis is the, it's like the boss of all the meaning of power. The rest of it are like variants of it, but dunamis is the happens many times in the Bible, both Old and New Testament than any other meaning of power. Which means it is the most significant understanding you must have. The rest are all variants, okay, that add up to what dunamis means. But dunamis is the core. That is the key word that you must, you must appreciate its meaning. Are you here with me? And that is the word that Jesus used in Acts chapter number 1 verse 8. That you shall receive dunamis when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And then you shall be witnesses of me, right? In Jerusalem, in Samaria, Judea, and to the other part of the world. So what is dunamis? What is this type of power? Dunamis, in the most simplest of understandings, is inherent ability. Inherent ability. In other words, this ability is in you. It is part of your life. It is part of you. John 3.16, the Bible says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. This life we have from God comes with ability. All of us, we, we possess human bodies. This, this body is a, is a natural nature, right? Now, every natural body has an ability. Ability to see, hear, speak, smell, walk, you know, swing hands, you do it. The moment, the moment someone unfortunately loses his ability to do something. Maybe hear, see, smell, or maybe we say that the person is disabled. You know, when we use the term disabled, in other words, we are depriving functionality. The way that thing ought to function, we have taken it out. So it's not functioning completely. That is disability. So some people say that disability does not mean inability. 
Because some people, in as much that certain things have been taken out of their complete functionality, they still have the courage to want to go on in life and fulfill their destiny. I got what I'm saying. So, inherently, the moment a child is born into the world, the child cries, the child has limbs, hands, and all those things. The moment they see anything that is not a normal ability of a child, they say, oh, there's a deformity, there's a, a disability. In the same way, dunamis is the ab- inherent ability. In other words, you, when you have dunamis, okay, when the Holy Spirit comes into you, he brings you the ability to do things in the kingdom. You'll be able to function in the kingdom. In the same way, someone who is natural is able to function in this world. As soon as you receive the Holy Spirit, now you receive the ability. It is inherent. In other words, it is in you. Do you have to feel, okay, do you have to feel that you, you, you have a hand or legs or whatever? Do you have to feel it? Most of the time, you, you wake up in the morning, you know your hands are there. You don't have to even feel that your hands, you know your hands. You just, you just wake up from the bed. The very first thing you do is to just go grab maybe your toothbrush or whatever. You know, you know your hands are functioning. You know your legs are functioning. So you, you jump up from the bed and then, oh, you are, you are ready to go. Usually you don't have to even feel whether your legs are there before you step up from your bed. You don't have to check, are my legs there? Amen. You don't have to even check, are my hands there? Before I reach out, you first of all inspect if your hands are there before you. No, you know by the grace of the Lord, you have those things. They are there. Alright? And please forgive me if someone is, I'm not trying to offend anybody who is having challenges somewhere, but I'm just, for sake of understanding, I'm sharing. If anyone is watching us and there's any challenge, please forgive me. Just to communicate what the Holy Spirit wants us to understand. So, at, at the end of the day, what the Holy Spirit wanted to understand is that you don't have to feel the power of God in order to know that you have the power of God. What you need is to know that you have the power of God so that you can feel and experience. You know, there are some people who come to church. Let me tell you, this particular point I even wrote it down. The Holy Spirit was very, very clear to me. He said, make sure you emphasize on that point. Because people come to church and they, 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 are, they feel so dull. They feel so like they, they are waiting to feel a move of the Holy Spirit before they begin to say that, oh, the power of God was available in the house. What did Jesus say? He said, where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there in their midst. So all that you need is to know. Is to know. As soon as you meet, you gather. You know that Jesus is here. If Jesus is here, power is here. I come and I hear with me somebody. Some people want to feel. They, see, they are waiting on the keyboard. They are waiting on the instrument. They are waiting on, you know, the angelic voices to sing. You know, no, you are just trying to arouse your feelings. You are arousing your feelings. And sometimes many people have gotten it wrong when they want to use their feelings to track the presence of God. 
Are you here with me, somebody? Don't use your feelings to track the presence of God. What you need to do is to know. Knowledge is what ignites the power. Knowledge is what ignites the power. You are, we are going at, at a distance. You will see things. Knowledge is what ignites the power. Not feelings. I feel, I feel the power of God. You know, those things sound very nice. But that's not the truth. Jesus didn't say, I feel virtue. Power has gone out of me. He said, who touched me? He knew. that power had gone out of it. He didn't say, I feel or I felt that power had gone out of me. Is that what he said? No. Who touched me? Who touched me? Peter said, Master, the crowd, there are many, and the throng at you, everyone is pressing you. How? Everyone to know who touched you. Everyone want to touch you. He said, no, no, someone has touched me. Because, because, he didn't say, I feel, because virtues have come out of me. He knew it. He knew that virtues had come out. He didn't have to feel it. You know that you have the power of God. You don't have to feel it. That is why there are some people say, I don't feel the presence of God. I don't feel, I don't feel. No, 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 no. Something is not right. Uh Uh-uh, you are not right. There's everything right. There's everything right. Bible says where? Um, Is it because of lack of knowledge people perish? Huh? He didn't say because of lack of anointing. My people perish. You are not in church. You know something? Anointing, huh? He didn't say because of lack of anointing people perish. Lack of knowledge. Many people don't know. They don't know. So they accept anything. And they want to feel. Ah, ah, feel the presence. Hey, all those things, Master. I'm not trying to also say that the Holy Spirit can come on someone to do some of those things. I mean, but you know, waiting for you to feel before you assume that the presence of God is available, that is what I'm trying to debunk. And that is what I'm debunking. As soon as we are here, we have got it. We are more than two, and we are more than three. We need to. Two or three. A church is made up of two or three. As soon as you gather two or three, that is a complete church. You don't, you don't need any plenty talk. You just have to know. He said two. He didn't say when there are thousand people, I am there. I mean that, okay, until you reach thousand, he's not there. I said two or three. He knows. He knows that it's not every church that can gather thousand people. He knows not every church that can gather hundred people. The two or three. Ask for two or three there. You and your wife and your kids, they can be, they can be two or three. And if the, the wife, the husband, wife, and child are having money devotion and they are three. Master, that's a church. Holy Spirit is there. He made it so simple. If you know this thing, the moment you walk into church, you don't play a game. You now know that, ah, God is with us. He's here in our midst. Ah, how many of you can be talking to your father face to face? Whilst your father is talking to you, you are sleeping. Wouldn't your father, your biological father, see it as a disrespect, a sign of disrespect? He's talking to you, then you are you are, you are dozing up. It's like, ah, I'm talking to you, you are sleeping. No. 
when you know that your father is around, Heavenly Father is around, what happens is that you are always awake. Amen. Dunamis also means ability to carry out functions. I want to give you this third, third definition. You're going to love it. Dunamis. It means power residing in a thing by virtue of its nature. Hey! So this power is residing in us because of the nature of God in us. I quoted John 3.16. Because of the life of God we have in Christ Jesus, we have power. Godly power. Are you here with me? Matthew 7. And sometimes, let, 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 me, very, uh, let me add this one. Sometimes power, this dynamics is translated as miracles. Miraculous power. You see, which means that the, the power of God, the, the ability God gives us is to work miracles. And that is why when Paul was speaking, okay, to the Corinthian church, he said, do we all work miracles? When you have power, miracles is, the Hey, when you have the power of God, working of miracles is a commonality. If if you you take a normal human being, okay, a human being can speak, can see, can hear, okay, can walk. These are the things that are part of the power of the human body or the human being. These are the things. Power. So when you have that power, meaning that you should be able to talk. You should be able to what? See. You should be able to hear. You don't have to go through stress to see, to hear, to talk, to walk. Okay? To swing your hands. When everything is normal. When everything is okay. The same way. When you know your power from God, miracles, uh uh. See, you don't have to go to a chair 40 days fasting. God give me power. God give me anointing. God anointing, anointing. The thing is there. You just didn't know. Just didn't know. Just didn't know. You just didn't know. But tonight, you know. I said, tonight, you know. So, Matthew 7. Jesus says something. He said, verse 22, Matthew 7, verse 22. Please turn your Bibles. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders, miracles, dunamis in your name. Okay, and then he's, he will tell them, I say Adam and you. So you see, Power is to perform miracles. Alright? Now, there's a reason I read that one. Because I'll say something later on. You understand it. Now go to chapter 11 of the same book. Chapter 11 of the same book. I read verse number 20. Then, he began to rebuke the cities. In which most of his mighty works, most of his dunamis, had been done because they did not repent. So Jesus, when he came, 
He worked miracles, Papa. Because he, he had the ability to do it. He was able to do it. The Holy Spirit was there. You remember in Matthew chapter 4? The Bible said, as soon as he came out from the baptism of John, the Holy Spirit came upon him, and the Holy Spirit f- filled him up, and the Holy Spirit led him up to the wilderness. Ch- chapter 3, in chapter 4, what him up, w- led him to the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when you read Luke chapter 4, after that, that experience, 40 days, 49, and then he returned in the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, people think that, um, 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 like, um, it was, a, it was a, fasting is good, prayer is good, but the point is this, he returned in the ability of the Holy Spirit to, to mean that, yes, when he came down from the mountain after the fasting and prayer, the Holy Spirit gave him that ability to do it. Why? Because he had fasted for 40 days, and everybody who fasts for 40 days by natural um, whatever, so weak that the person cannot walk. You cannot fast 40 days, 49, not eating anything. Probably sipping some bit of water. And then immediately after the fasting, you get up and you start getting into the, the synagogue, start preaching, healing the sick. It takes some divine ability. That is what it meant by that. Oh, come on. Are you, are you getting a revelation here? So, the ability for him to get down from the fasting point after 40 days, 40 nights, he took the power of the Holy Spirit, the ability. That's why it takes the ability of the Holy Spirit for you to do certain spiritual things. You know, I'm telling you, when you, you see some people struggling to do certain spiritual things, it means that they have not yet activated the power that is in them. This is my, my last born. I have, I have observed a lot of things about him that I have learned things. You know, he is somebody who wants to do things even before he gets to that stage that ability to be given to him to do it. You know, God has made the thing such a way that you cannot give birth to uh, um, a child and the very first day the child starts talking the child doesn't have the ability to talk at that time there is stages where certain abilities are released are you know what I'm saying now he's at the stage where he's now able to what crawl so he can move around at some point he wanted to crawl when he, 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 he didn't have the ability to do it so he, it was like he was disabled to what to crawl at that stage. When the ability came, now he's doing it effortlessly. Meaning that when you have the power of God to do certain spiritual things, you do it effortlessly because you know I am able to do it. I I, I, I don't have to struggle to study the word. I don't have to struggle to pray. I don't have to struggle to fast. I don't have to struggle to give. I don't have to struggle to love. I don't have to struggle to do all those spiritual things we teach because I have the ability to do it. Are you here with me, somebody? Yes. We stand on our feet for hours praying, teaching, leading church. It's because God has given us the ability to do it. Without, see, without the ability of God, do you think some of you can, can endure this four or five hours you're going to be here? Do not. You tell it, no matter what you say, Apostle, I've tried. Let me, let, let me just, let me find somewhere and, and just, I've tried. When you lack the ability, that is when you do your try and error. Let me try something and see if I can. And when the ability comes, oh, things begin to ooze out effortlessly. You don't struggle with yourself again. Oh, you enjoy doing the things of God. 
that you can pray for. Look at Jesus. He prayed and continued praying all night. He didn't complain that I prayed too much. So he came to the disciples at one point and said, so you cannot wait with me for just one hour. Just one hour. One hour. They were so consumed with the flesh. I thought prayer is some 15 minutes, 20 minutes. One hour prayer. Some of you, if not for this prayer festival, you have never prayed for one and a half hour before. But when the spirit comes, and then you have the ability, oh, you can pray, you can pray. There has been some days that when I'm taking the kids to school, I'm praying in tongues, I'm coming home, I'm praying. During the day, I'm praying. See, when the spirit is, is there, you have the ability to do spiritual things without even feeling that you are doing them. It's like you're on autopilot. Jesus came and he was working miracles. Working miracles. Working miracles. I mean, he came no, but the Bible says they brought him all. Let's read it. I want you to see it. Go to look for. I want you to see it. So that tonight, <laughs> you better start desiring to walk in this kind of miracles. Amen. No, 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 no. See, no. The look for will not give you the better picture. Let's go to Matthew 4. That one, you see it well. Look only, look only recorded when he went to the synagogue to teach. That's why I wanted us to go to Matthew. Matthew gave better and better particulars. Matthew chapter 4. I read from verse 23. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogue after he had fasted and prayed. Preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Then his fame went throughout all Syria. And they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments. And those who were demon possessed, epileptics, and paralytics, and he healed them all. Great multitudes followed him from Galilee and from Decapolis, Jerusalem. That is why when we read Matthew, um, the, uh, the, the Matthew eleven, he was blasting those cities in which he went and healed, did so many miracles, but the miracles didn't get them to repent. It's serious, though. He said, upon all the miracles I did among you, you are not changing. You are not repenting. You people, you are in trouble. You are in trouble. Amen. He, because the Holy Spirit had come upon him in Matthew 3, which led him into the wilderness to pray. Oh, the ability to heal the sick was there. So, let me tell you. The ability to heal the sick comes when the Holy Spirit comes. Because that is a nature. Listen. The Spirit of God is a nature. It's a nature. It's the life of God. So John 3.16, I have, for some time now, when God opened my heart to not see the revelation in John 3.16 in a deeper sense, I have come to realize that the entire gospel of Jesus Christ hinges on that verse. And if you can get understanding of John 3.16, we will finish. Because the goal of the gospel is for you to have life. When, as you have life as a human being, so you have ability. So now, God is saying, when you receive the gospel, I am giving you the life of the spirit. So that you can have the ability of the spirit to do spiritual things that natural people cannot do. Natural people cannot heal the sick without a doctor 
or they cannot even provide any kind of whatever treatment without a medicine but you when you receive the ability of the holy spirit you can heal the sick because there's an ability until you get born again and receive this life you are disabled to do spiritual things you cannot heal the sick you cannot raise the dead you cannot open the blind eyes you cannot cast out demons you cannot do all those things but the moment the spirit of god comes you have received the nature of god and the ability of god is now released that is power that is power that is power that is power say i have the ability Master, this one is not 40 days fasting and prayer. This one is simple knowledge you must download into your spirit. You must know how did Jesus allow himself to be led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness if he didn't know that the Holy Spirit had come. Some people cannot do spiritual things because they don't know that they have the Holy Spirit to do it. You should be able to do it. Today, I met a driver who was sharing his... I was trying to evangelize him and then apparently he's born again and then he was telling me his story. And his story touched me. And he said, Man of God, I repented because I started observing a trend in my life. He said he um, he used to be a um, high-life musician. Is it high-life or whatever you call it? High-life or this kind of local musician. And then, you know, a lot of those musicians, a lot of them are into women, womanizing, and all of that. And he was heavily into it. And he said, each time, he observed that each time, maybe a company or whatever had promised, come for your check tomorrow. Today, a lady will come to his house. When the lady comes, something will happen. As soon as something happens, he goes to the company, the check is not ready. If, so he said he, he observed that trend and then he decided that okay I will, if I have an opportunity I won't do anything with any lady and see when he goes the thing goes through so his line of things started say, see people don't know the seriousness of the negative impact of womanizing you think that when they are sleeping around they think they are smart oh, I have girlfriend here I have this here they, th- they think they are smart they don't know what is happening to them. And this guy said, the thing went on, ah, they realized that no. This life is destroying me. Every good thing that is coming my way, the moment I sleep with a lady, the thing, yamutu. So I'll go to church and see how I can live my life from there. He said when he went to church the very first time, the message that came was like the man of God was talking to him. And then he said, I, I told God, God, if you will help me not to sleep with any lady again, I will do your work. He said, since 2018, that he got born again. He said, sometimes he, he drives around where people sit. You know, so that term, as I was at the way I cringe when I hear that term, Katina baby, when sit somewhere, break bottles, buy kebab, you know, womanize and all of that. He said, when they, when he gets to areas like that, then, then he asks himself, hey, I was once like these people. So, is this what we call energy? Is this what we call happiness? And then he realizes that if I what the world calls as happiness is the most saddest thing people are going through, but they don't know. So sad, so sorrowful. He said, 
the power of God came over him. So much that that kind of I want to go for a woman, girlfriend here, do that. He said, a thief in the city. Why? Because ability not to be a womanizer has come. Faithfulness has come. The spirit of faithfulness has come. You cannot have the ability. It is in the natural realm. Okay? When you are so carnal, that is when you always want to know, I need two or three. You need two or three. If you had just stayed one place, you would have completed the project. The money, when you get the money, as soon as you get the money, the money, some goes here. This one is demanding. This one is calling. All your money is finished. The ability. The ability of the Holy Spirit comes for you to do spiritual things. Things that natural people by their standard cannot do. Jesus came in a, in a form of a human being and then Peter said, what manner of man is this that even the wind obeys him? That should tell you the power, the level of the power. No human being can speak to the wind for the wind to obey. But Jesus spoke to the wind. And the wind obeyed. He said, what manner? He wanted to say, what, what kind? <laughs> there are different kinds of human beings, my friend. There are different And some of us, we have the Holy Spirit. So our, our nature has become like a hybrid. We are here, but we are not here. What man of man? What kind of man? That even the wind. He said, I love it. Even, even the wind obeys him. From today, every demon will obey you in Jesus' name. When you know your power, and you know what you have, nobody can deny you of your glory. Nobody can deny you. Say, do not Yeah. So, God promises this power. He said it. No. Luke, Luke 24. God, I, I'm staying a bit on dunamis God. That's a real thing you must understand. That God has given us inherent power. Luke chapter number 24. Luke 24, verse number 49. Luke 24, 49. He said, Behold, I send the promise of my father upon you. But tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endured with dunamis from on high. Wait for the power. Tell your neighbor, wait for the power. In fact, when the power, you see, the, if anyone can speak in other tongues here, Charlie, the power has come. Maybe you did, you know. A lot of people are afraid to walk in the power. Tonight, that thing will leave you. I'm telling you. It shall leave you tonight in the name of Jesus. You'll be free. Second Timothy. Second Timothy. You know what is there? Second Timothy chapter number one, verse number seven. Second Timothy chapter number one, verse number seven. He said, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of dunamis, and of agape, and of sound mind. What spirit do you have? Power. Say power. The spirit means your nature. Now your new nature, you have ability. Power. Not fear. Don't be afraid to put your ability to work. Are you know what I'm saying? Don't be afraid to lay your hands on someone and the person will be healed. Don't be afraid. It's like, what, what if the person doesn't get healed? What if, what if the person doesn't see? The person is blind. What if? The, what if? No way. No way. In fact, 
The more you exercise this power, the more you perfect it. It's like a child. A child needs to, you know, start crawling, walking, exercising. And then the child will also get to the stage of you, the parent. And to do the things that you, the parent, you can do. Can now lift up certain things. and exercise. The more they play around, they are exercising their system. The power and the ability God has given them, they are exercising it. So you start. Tell your neighbor, start. You have to start putting your power to work. Don't be afraid. Oh, somebody comes to you, your friend comes to you, say, ah, I'm experiencing some very severe headache. I don't know where it came from. Don't say, ah, don't ask them, have you taken any medication? No, you don't, don't, you don't ask that question. Have you, have you, have you gone to the hospital? Have you, no way. We don't direct people to the hospital. We are the hospitals. You didn't hear what I said. I said, we are the hospitals. When they come, they will find the cure for their diseases in us. In our, we, have, we carry, we have the power to cure people of their diseases. You see, eh? Oh, you know what? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let me pray for you. You lay your hands on the person. You address. I, I found out that the word rebuke in the Bible is a very strong word. People think that, re, no, rebuke is an action that comes with a heart of anger against any works that is contrary to your, your nature. So you don't, you don't go and, oh, come, let me pray for you. And you are being nice. Oh, in the name of Jesus, I pray that. No, 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 you don't pray for someone to be healed like that. You have to address the demon. Like how Jesus did in Mark chapter 9. He says, you foul spirit i command you in that that's, that's how you talk to spirits they can hear you if a tree can hear jesus you think spirits cannot hear you or you think sickness cannot hear you disease cannot hear you everything that has a form of life can hear i i um was it yesterday or something a chance on the story of joel austin he said a picture of him himself and his mom and he said the story of the mom when the mom was diagnosed with end-stage cancer. End-stage cancer. That they gave him some short time to leave. They said, this one, there's nothing can be done. I mean, maximum two weeks, you will die. The doctors broke the news. He said, the mom and the dad went back home. Whilst the dad was lying on the carpet. And you know, John Austin was another person, apart from the word he had. The miracle healing ministry. He said he got up and then pointed his finger at his wife and addressed the cancer. He said, you cancer, I command you in the name of Jesus, dry up from this body and die. Spoke to the cancer. And then the wife said, immediately, it was like, okay, some strength has entered here. So since that day, even though she was looking very frail, whenever someone met her in church or somewhere, how are you feeling? How's your condition? He said, I, I know I'm healed. I know Jesus has healed me. He said, he said, I knew that I'm healed. And she went on confessing her, her persuasion. She was persuaded that she was healed. She kept on saying it, saying to the extent that she even way has outlived her husband. John Austin died some years ago. The wife that he prayed or commanded the cancer to get out of the body, still living. See power. Don't be afraid. Oh. 
fear will not let you be able to do things. Fear is like a disability. Yeah, fear. So that's why, you see, that's, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. That is why the devil always casts the spell of fear. So he will make you afraid. The moment you are afraid, he has disabled you. What you are able to do, you cannot do it again. Have you, have you seen someone who is afraid who has been able to do, uh, do something big? Yeah, no. Are you here with me? Fear. As soon as fear enters the heart of man. Hey, I'm afraid. I can't do it. I can't go there. I can't do this. I can't do this. Because they are full of fear. Disability. Fear is the spirit of disability. That's why he said, God has not given us the spirit of fear. But of power, ability. I get what I'm saying. Sound mind and love. Praise the Lord. This is so powerful. Power is given to us from God. Dunamis. I have it. When God gave that to me in Christ, He gave me the ability to live so that I can do things. I can, I can work miracles. Say, I can work miracles. I have dunamis. No, the church has to come up to this truth. We have to awaken to this. Because see, a lot of people think that, oh, it's only, I, I, I need to have the anointing of healing before I can heal. No. No. It's a, it's a simple thing. Mark 16, or 15, when Jesus, was here, when, when Jesus was commissioning the church, he said, and these signs shall follow those who believe. These signs who follow those who believe. Why? Because these people now have received the Holy Spirit. So there's a sign. In my name, they will cast out demons. Before you get born again, you cannot cast out demons. Because you don't have the ability to do it. I hear what I'm saying. In my name, they will speak with new tongues. And that is what happened to the disciples. Prior to that, I told you my own experience. That one day I was preaching to um, a prostitute, Right? And the gentleman that was negotiating with her, not knowing the, the gentleman speaks French. And then, when God wanted me to say what I wanted to say to the man, because the lady was obstructing me from trying to talk to the man so that she would not strike the deal. Before I realized, I started speaking French to the man. I spoke French to the man. How was that possible? The inherent power in me. I just spoke French. And it happened in that moment so much that that was it. You see, it is there. So that's why the disciples, when they received the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the Bible said everybody heard their language from the Cretans and whatever. Everybody heard their language. Because the ability, see, that's why you, see, if you are going to be very, very serious and, and have an intense fellowship with the Holy Spirit, there are languages you speak without going to a language school. No, a case in point, my, my, my bishop, Bishop Salifa Marco, he didn't go to school. He didn't go anywhere. But because of the power of the Holy Spirit, the man can speak English. You might, might think he went to school. He speaks perfect English. He started speaking, uh, he, his, his ministry, he started doing it in Chi. started doing it in Chi, prophesying in Chi. And then one day he said, me, I'll speak English. The Holy Ghost make me speak English. And so he started. Right now. Look at him. He's speaking perfect English. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. Are you here with me? There's no language you want to speak that you cannot speak. You don't have to even go and sit in the classroom. 
That's not language you want to speak. You, you can speak it. The power of the Holy Spirit can come upon you. You can speak any language. I told you, I told you about that prophet of God who was traveling on an aircraft. The Holy Spirit said, start praying. Instead of praying in tongues, instead of praying in tongues, don't know that he was speaking Arabic to the one that was sitting next to him. And that everything that the man was saying was about the man. He realized that someone was touching him. He opened his eyes. He said, ah, the man was kneeling down crying. He said, sir, I didn't know that you, you, you knew everything about me. Everything that you were saying. I, mean, I, I was just praying. He said, no, everything that you were saying, you were just talking to me. You were telling me everything about my life and why I'm even on this flight. You were telling me. Telling me. I believe in Jesus. A Muslim got born again on an airplane because the power of God came through the speaking of tongues and then the person's life was saved. That is dunamis. So don't sit in church and think, me, I lack power. I don't have any power. Hey, me, I'm not like an apostle. No, no, no. It's your knowledge that must begin to kick in. Say, I have power. You're going to put the power to work today. The prayer is all about the power. Amen. Let's go to the second word. So, before I even go to Azusia, I just want you to understand once and for all. Dunamis is key. Ability. It's inherent. It is inside. I have it. You don't lack the power of the Holy Spirit. As long as you are filled of the Holy Spirit, you are born again, you have evidence speaking in tongues, you have the power. I get what I'm saying. You have the power. Exusia. Exusia is another term that is, um, is translated as power. But Exusia really means permission or right to do something. Permission. A permission. That which is permitted, lawful, right. In fact, the word authority, okay, that is the word that often is translated as esusia. But it is power, okay. Authority is power, but it is permitted power, authority, right. It is our right to do the things of the Spirit. We are permitted to bring God the glory. Amen. Yes, nothing should stop us. John chapter number 10. John 10. John chapter number 10. I read verse number 17 and 18. John chapter number 10, 17 and 18. It says, Therefore, my father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it again. No one takes it from me, but I lay down of myself. I have, you see, the word power here is a susia. In other words, I have the right, I have the permission to lay it down and I have the authority, the permission, the right to take it again. This command I received from my father. So you see, he was trying to tell us that I have the right. My father has permitted me that I can lay down my life and I can take it up back again. He said, no one takes it from me. So Satan actually did not take the life from Jesus. It was his decision because the father has given him the authority, the the right, the permission. He said, you can lay it down. He wanted to do it to save the world. No problem. I've given you the permission. Now it's your right. You can do it. And I've given you my word that when you lay it down, you can get it back again. So Satan did not take Jesus' life. It was Jesus who laid it down. 
He did it for us. This is how awesome Jesus He volunteered to put his life down. So that you and I we can be saved. I'm going to say a good praise the Lord to Jesus. Amen, somebody. Revelation chapter number 13. Revelation chapter number 13. Revelation 13. I read verse number 5. I just wanted to understand why Asusia means permission. Alright. And he was given, that is one of the uh, beasts. He was given a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And he was given authority to continue for 42 months. Now, this beast, which is one of the beasts, you know, for the end time, he didn't have permission to speak beyond 42 months. So, if he ever spoke beyond 42 months, that was not a permission, and that will attract God's wrath. That is why what the world is going through today, the devil does not have the permission now to do what he's doing with the coronavirus and everything. He doesn't have the permission. It is not yet his time to do what he's doing. It's not yet his time. He doesn't have the right to do what he's doing. That is why the church must wake up. You see, when the church doesn't know the times that we are in, then anything, they accept it. They say, oh, you know, it's, it's, it's normal. You know, this one is no way. The devil doesn't have the right and the permission touch us. You have the right. You have the ability. God has given it to you for a purpose. Amen, somebody. Are you here with me? Yeah. In fact, Azusia means you see, capability. You know, when you are capable and you have the right to do something, there's power. Are you capable to pray? Then you have the right to do it. Are you here with me? You have the right to do it. Amen. Matthew chapter number 9. Matthew chapter number 9. Matthew chapter number 9. I read verse number 8. It said, Now, when the multitude saw it, they marveled and glorified God who had given such authority to men. Such power to men. When Jesus started speaking and healing the sick, people marveled. Come today, people will marvel at you. They will just be, they will be marveled because they know ah, that this life that this person is living, how is he doing it? Shout power. Say power. It means so, so important. Now, let's go to the third kind of power. I gave Azusia. Now let's look at Enegiah. Enegiah. Enegiah, in fact, Enegiah, even though it means power, it was, in my studies, I realized that it was Paul that used it often. It means power, right? But it means working. Working. Efficiency. So this, when it, with the idea of Enegiah is that I am working. It is power Awake. So you cannot have, you see, it is, it's as simple as that. You cannot be a human being having all these features that you have, hands, this is, and you're not using it to do anything. When God created Adam, he said, okay, I want to create someone like me who will not take care of everything that I've created, working. Assuming Adam was not working, that would have been disability. 
Why, why are you not working? Because I, I'm not able to. No. Disability causes people not to work. So when you have this, if that's what we got the word energy. Energy means more of power. Have the energy to do. Amen, somebody. Yes. So in Ephesians chapter number one, Ephesians chapter number one. In Ephesians chapter number one, I read verse number 19. I said, And what is the exceeding greatness of his energia power towards us who believe? According to the working of his mighty power. He used power twice in one sentence. That should tell you how powerful the power is. <laughs> mighty working. So you cannot have power without working. That is why a lot of people, they have trapped their, their abilities in them. And they are not using it to do anything to glorify God. And some people, they say, ah, I, mean, I can't do it. I can't do it. I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can do it. Who told you you cannot do it? Who told you? Why do some people, they want to use their natural strength to do spiritual things? You cannot use your natural strength to do spiritual things. What needs to be done spiritually needs spiritual ability to do it. And tonight, you'll be spiritually endowed. I say you shall be spiritually enabled to do things spiritually. That is the difference. That's why I'm giving you this knowledge. So that by the time you start praying, you know that the prayers we are praying is not going to be a um, joke. Amen. Chapter 3, verse 7. Chapter 3 of the same book of Ephesians. Verse number 7. It says, of which I became a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given to me by the effective working of his power. You know what? When something is effective and efficient, you know that the thing is very good. The thing is on time. The thing is very, very sharp. So the power of God is effective. Amen. Efficient. Works well. You know, that is why when Jesus was healing, remember the, the guy that he was opening his blind eye when he spat and mixed the saliva with the clay. He put it on the eyes. He said, what do you see? He said, I see men like trees. He said, uh-uh. My, my power is efficient. It is, it, is, it is perfection. And then he did it again. And he said, what do you see? He said, now nah, I can see well. Uh-huh. So when God starts working his power in your life, let me tell you, everything becomes perfect. I say, everything we can. God does not do things half-half. His power does things beautifully. And tonight, God shall beautify your life by the working of His power. Amen. Azusia. Colossians chapter number 1. Colossians. Colossians chapter number 1. I read verse number 29. It says, to this end, I also labor, striving to his working, which works, which works in me mightily. Okay? Now, that word um, working there is energia. When you go to the Greek Bible, working there means energy. So, working. Say working. Every child of God, you have the ability to be working for God. 
That is why when someone it is evangelism, he doesn't come. Ah, no, you are not making use of your power. Evangelism, you come. All night, you come. Prayer, you come. Fasting, you come. Yes, that is how you work. The Bible says, everybody, your work shall follow you. Now, what work are you doing? Are you complaining? Are you always embittered? Are you always fighting? Are you always saying, what work are you doing? If your work is full of the Spirit, then God is also pleased. Now, the last and fourth um, Greek word for power is kratos. Say kratos. Yeah. Now, kratos means strength and mind. In fact, the, the common word that is used to, to explain kratos is dominion. So, there's a power to rule. Okay. Power to rule. And in fact, most of the time, sovereignty, you see, this kind of power, a lot of the time, is used to describe God's power in the Bible. His sovereignty. The Bible says God rules in the affairs of men. He's a ruler. Are you here with me? We have dominion. Say, I have dominion. I have dominion. Hey, are you in church? Say, I have dominion. Yeah. Dominion. So, Kratos means dominion. Power to rule. Remember he told Adam. He said, you should what? You should rule. Increase. Multiply. Fill the earth. Have dominion. Kratos. Have dominion. In other words, everywhere you go, as soon as you enter into that space, you take charge. Come on, you take charge. You, 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 you see, it is like, let, let me tell you, it's like a force. Yeah? A force, a military force, taking invasion or invading a place and then taking hold of that territory. That is dominion. That is, in fact, it means more of that in the Greek than even how people understand dominion. In other words, when a force enters a place and then says, okay, this is where I'm, I'm dom- this is my domicile. I'm not moving an inch from here. I'm not going anywhere. That is when you know that you are ruling. And then everything comes and then bows down to you and say, ah, okay, I, 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 I know you. this is your place. I cannot, I cannot take this place from you. Amen, somebody. Hebrews chapter number 2. Hebrews chapter number 2. I read verse number 14. Hebrews chapter number 2. In as much... Then as the children have partaken of the flesh and blood, he himself likewise shed the same through death. He might destroy him who had the power of death. That is the devil. So Jesus died to destroy the dominion. The word power there is kratos. So which means that Jesus destroyed the dominion of death for us. Yet people are dying. Death cannot rule over you. Didn't say amen. You know, some people say, ah, as for death, it is inevitable. Who told you that death is inevitable? Every if you want to die, you die. If you don't want to die too, he doesn't have the rule over you. Are you here with me? It's one of the prayers we're going to pray tonight. Because a lot of people just they they allow things to happen. My wife was in the hospital and the devil said. You will, not, you will not live here with your wife. You go home with your son. I said, I rebuke you. I'm not living here without my wife and my son. 
And when I rebuked the devil, my wife came back to life. Why? Because the devil does not have dominion with his death over anybody that, that belongs to God. We, we just allow things to happen. A lot of people just allow things to happen. Yes. Oh, you know, the Bible says when you die, there's a benefit. You meet the Lord. No problem. No, no problem. Uh, if you want to die to meet the Lord, me, I, I don't want that experience. That, that's my, my persuasion. <laughs> yeah, of course, the Bible says whether in death or alive, we are for the Lord. No, no problem. No problem. I, I believe in all of that. That if a believer dies, he's sleeping in death. All right? I know all those scriptures. But what if I don't want to also meet the Lord through death? <laughs> don't I have the right? I have the right. I have the shoes here. Yeah. So me, I don't, I don't have that mentality or that mindset thinking that, oh, as for death, it is inevitable. In other words, whether you like it or not, ah. people have lived in the Bible. We have read, unless you don't believe the Bible. We have seen it in the Bible. That people, some people did not taste death. What about them? Ah, what are you talking about? So if me, I'm saying, I, me, I be, that, that has been my mindset since God gave me this revelation. I said, God, oh, I didn't know. I thought we all Obiabe. And now God has sanctioned it. That Obiabe. And I realized that, ah, okay, it is possible. Remember that when Jesus died and came back, right? You know he came back and picked that body that was crashed. Oh, come on, are you here with me? People, when people read like Matthew and Luke and they see him, you know, walking through walls and all of that, they think that was a spirit. No, 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 no. It was not a spirit walking through walls. He took back up that body that was crashed. That is why when he appeared to the disciples, he said, take my, take my palm. Find the mark, the scar of the nails. In John, he said, bring me food. He said, Cast, bring some fish and some bread. And then he said, uh, he asked them, have you seen a spirit eating <laughs> fish and bread before? They said, no. They said, ah, yes, I'm alive. He wanted to let them know. Because Peter exclaimed, hey, it is a ghost. He said, no, no, no. Ghosts don't eat fish and bread. Are you getting what I'm saying? You know, spirits don't eat fish and bread. That is why, you see, let me tell you, that's why if you're a spiritual person, you, can, you, you, you love to fast. Because in the spirit, food doesn't really mean anything to us. Food does not mean anything to us in the spirit. Are you here with me? Or if you are here, wave your hands. You are receiving the word. Come on, enjoy. Yes. Say, give me something to eat. Bread, let's eat it. What are you talking about? Jesus was walking through us. With his fact, Jesus is sitting up at the right hand of God the Father. With the body, okay, that he died on the cross, and then God had let me use a, a modern term for you to understand. It's like God has modified it, but the real biblical term glorified it. God has glorified that body so that body can live in the spirit from away from our vision and not suffer anything. So, yes, God can take this body of mine without me experiencing death. Right? To experience decomposition or decay. And then when he, when he snatches the body up, he now glorifies the body so that this body can live in the realm of the spirit beyond the limitations of this natural world. On the day of rapture, it's not this body that you are going with. 
The Bible says in the book of First Thessalonians that on the day of the Lord, the dead in Christ will rise up first. How are they going to rise up? You think the bones? What are you talking about? Don't you know that every every flesh when it decomposes, it becomes it turns into sand, right? So the sand of the people. What was so be? sand is on the day of rapture. The sand will come out from their building <laughs> and, and locate their bones and they go and meet the Lord. I'm telling you. Because there's no dry bones that will not be without a flesh on the day of the Lord. Every bone must have a flesh on. And then when it catches up in the sky and we are going, all the bodies of us will be glorified. In other words, now we will have the ability. For this body, this same body, to live in the realm of the spirit without suffocating. You know, because when, as soon as you go to space, you know you need oxygen. I mean, at this body as it is now, without oxygen, it cannot survive beyond this earth realm. But when the body is glorified, you cannot live beyond this earth realm without needing oxygen. So now you believe in by the spirit of God. Come on, I, I get in the revelation here. Yeah. So, we, you have the power okay, to rule over death. Because, the, look, we just read it. He said, in as much that the children have partaken, listen, that is why we eat the communion. The communion stands for the blood and the flesh of Jesus. Hello? The communion stands for the blood and the flesh of Jesus. He said, in as much then, as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same who broke the bread and the wine and gave it to us? It was not Jesus. So Jesus shared in the same. He shared in the breaking of the bread and the wine, which stands for his blood and his flesh. So Jesus also took part in eating even his flesh and drinking his blood. So if we have been partakers of that, look at what happens. That through death, that is Jesus' death, he might destroy, he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil. So he destroyed him. That is what the Bible says in the book of First Corinthians chapter 15, it says the last enemy to be destroyed is death. Right? And uh, people say that, oh, you know, that's why, yes, people are dying. The reason the Bible says the last enemy to be destroyed is death is the fact that, yes, death, not only against Christians, but has reigned over people who are not even born again. If you eat of it, on that day you shall surely die. Death has reigned since Adam. The Bible says in Romans 4, death reigned, okay, over those who have not even committed sin in the form of what Adam did. Death. So God would destroy it forever, annihilate it forever. But in Christ, death has no dominion over him. Because Jesus died, okay, and took the dominion of death over him as a person as a body are you get what i'm saying so if you now you are in christ meaning that anyone who is in christ death also has no power over you come on are you getting a revelation here that is why some of us we are bold to say that yes we can live you don't have to be thinking about death if you want if you think you are tired in the world and you want to die fine you can invite him death come and take me let me go and then you know what happens you see darkness, right? Death. All those people who are dead, they've just encountered darkness. 
Their bodies are on the ground, decomposed. Their spirits are waiting to meet the Lord. That's how it is. You go blank, darkness. You don't see anything. I remember the day I experienced it. Twice I have had that encounter, out of body experience. Darkness, absolutely. You, you go blank. That is the experience of death. You go black. Now your body is irresponsive. Whatever they are saying or doing. Nobody. You know. So when I came back into my body, now all my senses. Oh, oh. I just, I, I, my ears, one is what I'm describing. I, I, oh, oh, in my ears. And then I thought that, okay, I've now entered my body. See the whole experience now. But blank. You won't see anything. Darkness. I don't want that experience. This is my faith. That's why I'm confessing it. I don't want that experience. I've, I've, I've tasted I don't want it. I want to meet the Lord in the sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, he's, if, if he thinks that I'm done with my assignment and he wants me to, he should just snatch me. <laughs> he, he did it to Elijah. He did it to Jesus. Jesus, after everything, took him. The Bible said, and the clouds gathered him. I got what I'm saying. Yes, it's possible. Because the dominion of death has been broken over Jesus. Amen. You shall not die. You see, I, I shall not die. I will live to declare the glory of God. You believe in that? Hmm. Amen. Alright. Let's make progress. We are about to start praying very soon. Don't worry. I know you came here to pray. But you cannot pray without the word. Amen. Let me read some one or two verses and then we will take it up. First Peter chapter number five. First Peter chapter number five. I read from verse number eleven. First Peter chapter five. It says To him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Did you see that? So to him, who has a dominion forever, forever? Jesus. Where are you? In Christ. So you also have what? Kratos. They're going to say a good amen. To him, he has the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Now, importance of power. Let me just give you this uh, five points and then we can make progress. Number one, when you have power, it helps us to work for God. Without power, you cannot do anything for God. Power helps us to work for, for God. Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter number 10. After, from verse 1. Luke chapter 10 from verse 1. It said, After these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also and sent them two by two before his face into every city and place where himself was about to go. Then he said to them, The harvest really is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray for the harvest to send for the Lord of the harvest to send our laborers into the harvest. Go your way, behold, send you out as lambs among wolves, carry neither money bag, nor sack, nor sandals, and greet no one along the road. And whatever house you enter, um, say peace be unto this house. If the son of peace is there, your peace will rest on it. If not, it will return. And remain in that same house, eating and drinking such things as give you. Um, for, lab- for the laborer is worthy of his wages. Do not go from house to house, whatever city you enter, and they receive you, eat such things as are said before you. And look at what he said. And 
heal the sick. And say to them, the kingdom of God has come. I love how Jesus put it. Like, I'm sending Pastor Amida. When you, when you get to Takadi, heal the sick. Like, like I, just, I just say like that. You know, meaning that Jesus knows what he had given to them. Heal the sick. In other words, do it. You will heal the sick from today. I say, you shall heal the sick from today. We have it. We have the inheritability. Heal the sick. Don't, don't, you know, don't go and pray for the sick. Heal them. Just do it. Work it out. Amen. And say, but whatever city you enter and they do not receive you, go out of the street and say, the very dust of your, your city, which claims to us, we wipe off against you. Nevertheless, know this, that the kingdom of God has come. Amen. When you read the Matthew version, the Bible says, and they return. Okay? And they say, even demons bow down to us in your name. So when you have power, you will now begin to work for God. It, that's why in the Old Testament, right, they were not born again. A lot of the Old Testament, they were not born again. The prophets, they were not born again. They were natural men. But before God could use any one of them, he had to give them power from on high. So in the form of their cloak, okay, like um, Elijah, you know, the mantle that he gave to Elisha. You know, God used certain symbols, tokens and symbols, to represent his power on, on people. So that now, instead of operating and working with natural ability, every time God wants them to work for him, he will give them power. But that power was not inherent. It was power that would come and then would go. But now we have power that is inherent. It is staying inside us. Forever, O oh Lord. And until you use it, you will not see the glory of God. And I pray that you start using the power from today. Two, when you have power, it helps you in your evangelism. A lot of people are very, very bad at evangelism because they don't utilize power. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. It says you receive power and then you, you preach about me in all the world. Are you here? Yes, power. Many, many times when I, I go on evangelism and I meet some people, there are times that, you know, I have the, God has given me the grace and ability to see in the spirit. So I'm able to see something about someone and then share it. It is there. See, I always tell, that's been my prayer for this 14 days, that a lot of people in this church will begin to see spiritually. When you start seeing the spirit, oh, it is so nice. It, it, it is so powerful, so, so enjoyable. Are you going to know say, yeah, this afternoon, someone was saying something to me. And then, by the time I left his sight and I was going, boom, the Lord started revealing to me why that thing has happened. So God willing tomorrow, I want to look for him and tell him why he's, he has some, something like some growth here around this part of his, his, his head. And then he said, he went to hospital, and then a nurse, a doctor, he went to, he was a lady. The medication the doctor gave him, as soon as he took it, the thing had, be, had spread, big, 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 big growth all over his head. Very, very disgusting. So he said he went to the hospital, and they went, they cut a little, he said they're going to do some um, tests with it. As soon as I saw him, I said, you know what, you'll be fine. I, was, I said, okay. Then as soon as I left his side, then you know, I started seeing where that thing was coming from and why it was happening and everything. I saw everything clear. So when I see him and I minister to him tomorrow, and I lay my hands and I cast that demon out. 
Because that thing is meant to kill him. It's been sent to kill him. A young man is trying to do something with his life. They want to finish him. All because where he's doing his business, somebody wants to be there. And because he's not spiritual, he did something there, and that is what has gotten him. He didn't know. But, I mean, again, imagine you cannot see physically. You think you can walk alone. The Bible says, Jesus said, let the, um, um, if they're blind, sorry, is leading the blind, won't both of them fall into a ditch? So now, if this guy is talking to me as a natural person, and then the Holy Spirit has not revealed this to me, he's going to die. Free. Free meat for the devil. He will not die. Oh no, he will not die. I will not, we will not allow it to happen. What will you tomorrow? I'm going to look for him. I said, listen, listen, this, 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 this. And then we lay our hands, we cast that demon out. We cast away the spirit of death. That's why he's free. That, 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 that is why you need power. You don't need, you, you are working, you have power. You, you, say, you only see Fufu and Banku and Omutu. That's what that you see. You don't see anything else. They brought food to the man of God, the prophet they had met. Prophet who? Prophet. Prophets meet and they are breaking Kinki and Banku. They don't see anything else. The prophet met. And then one of the prophets said, Oh, Elisha, man of God. There's death in the food. In other words, the food had been poisoned. There's death in the food. The man of God said, Charlie, come here, bring some flour. The man of God took the flour. So he sprinkled the flour in the food. He said, Charlie, oh yeah, let's go. And he ate it. One prophet saw death in the food. Another prophet saw solution in the food. Which one do you want to see? <laughs> Amen, somebody. One prophet saw... That's why well, there's some prophet they are seeing, they are seeing, they are seeing what they see. It's not the glory of God. Elisha, they ate that same food that, was, that had been poisoned. But the thing is this because many people are, have not activated the power of God in them, they don't see anything. Anywhere they, they land, they want to eat. Whatever they give them, they want to eat. You must see things. Tell anybody, you must see things. That's my prayer for you. This church, Charlie, is the Holy Spirit Center. So people must see spirit in the spirit. I was thinking about what you, we were discussing last time when we were going to Newtown. And we were telling him that, you know, that, that church, is like now spirituality has left that place. And it's now, it's now carnality. I was sad. I was thinking about it. I was like, ah, we used to know that church. Let me say it. We need to know that Pentecost church. For their spirituality. You remember that kind of prophetic move? Tell it, it, was, it was so serious eh, that if you find a Pentecost old woman, forget it. She was telling me that even before you want to share prophecies in the church, you have to write a prophecy. Submit it to the pastor. You have to, it's like they are not approving prophecies to see. Are, are you serious? They should be there. Before they, you want to stifle the flow of the power of God. The power of God. I pray for that, that, that move in this church. Ah, whilst I'm teaching, ah, somebody is seeing this. Say, Apostle, hey, this is what the Holy Ghost is saying. That is what we want to see in the body of Christ. What are you talking about? We will not stifle anybody. As long as it is 
If you want to be like Ananias that was prophesying in front of Jeremiah and was seeing something else and it was not from God. Now Ananias, but God wants real flow of his spirit among people. How can you be working spiritual? You have life in the spirit. And then you want to tell me you are blind in the spirit. It's not possible. Vision is given to everybody, whether in the flesh or in the spirit. Those who are sleeping, welcome back. How was market? Amen, somebody. God is, say God is faithful. So you must always have the desire. Lord, show me. And he will... It, it, see, just see. So, Apostle, how can I just see when I'm not seeing anything? And I want to teach you how to see things in the spirit. I'm going to show you that how we see things in the spirit. When you say someone says I'm seeing things in the spirit, I'm going to let you understand it. I, I know God will give me the permission to teach that. So that on that day you, you operate by knowledge. I guess what I'm saying, yes. Ah, when the spirit of God takes over you. Oh, you become so sensitive. So much. You 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 know all of your senses align to the move of the spirit. It is well. Three. Power shows that we are born again. I'm telling you, if you are not flowing the power of God, there's a question mark on your eight. Mark 16, from verse 15. It said, This sign shall follow those who believe. Precious one, listen. We don't chase miracles, we work miracles. You are not here, you are not. I said, See, under normal circumstances, listen, you know, God has given me the grace. We heal the sick, we do miracles. But you see, under normal circumstances, when it comes to like this miracle service and all of that, it's the, the worldly people who should even benefit from it more so that they can repent and come. Like the church, you, you sitting there, that's why James said, Is anyone sick? It's like you, you, you have what it takes to have a very perfect health. System. But when people don't have the knowledge of it, when we organize miracle service and healing service, everybody come. But like, like the healing and the miracle services, ideally, is for the world. So we go and organize some crusade, and the worldly people come, they understand. When they come, hey, the power of God descend, and we heal the sick. As now we heal the sick, say, Do you believe? I, say, I believe. That, that, that is, that is the, the power and the beauty of you know, working miracles. I guess what I'm saying. Yes. But now we have people in the church because of lack of faith. They also are, are chasing miracles. When they themselves should be the ones working out the miracles. From today you shall work your own miracles. I will say work out your own salvation. Work, work, your, work, your, work it. Do it. And God will approve it. Jesus. As 2.22, Jesus, a man approved with what? Signs and wonders. Your approval is when you perform miraculous work. Not just come to church and shrava, 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 shrava. You pray all the tongues. But you are afraid to pray for the sick and heal the sick. One day I saw, ah, the thing has just, I've seen it. 
saw a gentleman. The skin condition was, I don't know how to describe it. I'm having goosebumps just talking about it. See, that's why the devil is so ugly. Everything the devil does is so ugly. There's nothing beautiful about what he does. Including womanizing and fornication. When you go deep into that thing, you will see how ugly it is. Ugly. Skin was... The skin, the skin... Ah! They say the doctors can't even know. They don't know what is wrong with the guy. All over his body. Suffering. When I saw it, I laid my hands on the phone. I said, Father, where about these guys? In the name of Jesus. I transmit healing. I did it. I've not, it was CNN who report, which reported the story. I've not seen any story about that guy again. But I pray wherever the guy is, the guy is healed. I laid my hands on my phone. I said, In the name of Jesus, I heal. The skin was so ugly. You see, you, there, there are certain diseases and sickness when you see them, you need compassion. There are some things you see, you will not, you will not eat for one week. You know what people are going through. And you have the power. You have the ability to solve the situation. And you are sitting on it. Say, I'm afraid. Hey. Hey. Ah. What kind of attitude is this? And I, my, my, I pray one prayer during the course of the uh, festival. I say, now, I want when demons see me. I want them to scream out like how they saw Jesus and they were screaming. Oh, yes. Today, when I... When I was coming, I was a madman. He was sitting down there. As soon as he saw him, he got up. He got up and then he, he didn't come away. He crossed the street like that. I say, aha, it, this, this is a good sign. Very soon, when they see me, demons will scream. Say, ah, child of God, what do you want to do with us? I say, I want you out from this body. You see, you must, you must get to that level where you desire some high-grade miracles to happen in your life. Not this some miracles that Charlie when it happens, the name of God will be glorified. Now you start from me. You, you can start from there, but Charlie, you get to some level. Like some of us, we've gone past me. Now we, we want we want we want some levels. Praise the Lord. Are you here with me? Yeah. There's one disease that I've targeted that disease, cancer. That disease, I've realized that that disease is the thing that is very stubborn. I've realized that when it gets hold of somebody, it's like there's no turning back. A lot of the miracle service that we're going to have this year and beyond, we want to attend to the cancer patients, cancer patients of all types. It's some demon. When it enters somebody, it starts eating up the person, eating the person up until the person loses everything. So ugly. They attack their breast. The person is dying. They attack this one. The person is dying. A lot of people get cancer. And it's like the rate of survival is very, very, very minimal. So we're going to address that demon of cancer. Yeah, it, it, it's, no more, it's not powerful than the power that we have. No, 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 no. There's no sickness. You see, all kinds of disease was brought to Jesus. There's a difference between sickness and disease, someone said. They said sickness are the light to it. The diseases are the one that can kill. <laughs> That's what someone said. Sickness and disease they are not the same. So whether sickness, lightweight, or disease, heavyweight, 
we have the power to cure them. I know what I'm saying. Yes, the Greek word is ano anokatopolis. It's a very big one, so I have to take my time. <laughs> You're laughing. You don't know what the Greeks have done to me and the Hebrew words. They have helped me, Papa. Amen, somebody. Cure. It means cure. We have the power to cure. The power our Father has given us, we can cure. If you believe, Jesus said, you will see the glory of God. Please believe that you have the power of God inside. Tell your neighbor, I believe, believe, believe that you have the power of God inside. Believe it. And be bold. Be bold. Have the power. Don't, don't sit down. The first thing, half a word, no. Half a word, say. Some of you, all those medications you take, you will stop taking them after tonight in Jesus' name. Look at, today, when I was going to pick the, the, the case, you know, of course I was fellowshipping the Lord concerning this message. When I got to Asalam now, he said, look, I count, within a space of, let's say, 400 meters, I counted about 10 to 12 pharmacies. Business. Business. But they know that can, can someone will forsake. Business all over the place. Very soon, we'll be shutting down pharmacies and hospitals in the name of Jesus. You, you didn't say a good amen. I told you about that story about that woman. In the United States, back, back in those days, she couldn't read, couldn't write. And then one day said, Lord, please, I want to read. She was a very spiritual woman. And God, God gave her the ability to read, but to only read her Bible. Give her a newspaper, she cannot read. You give her whatever, she cannot read. But she can read her Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Listen, it happened in the process of time that every pregnant woman that got pregnant in that area, they will go to her. One day, her daughter-in-law was going to give birth and he says he's going to die. He said, going to die. He went to the hospital, laid their hands, the baby come out, stress-free. You know, you know those days, CS was very dangerous. Not now that it has advanced. You know, you not, you not, you not touch my daughter with any knife. Laid hands, boom, the, the baby came instantly. The next time when a lady came and then the doctor said we're going to have the operation on her, the doctor himself said, you know what? There's a house three, <laughs> three blocks after here. There's a woman, they take the address, go and call her. Your wife will deliver. The husband went and called the woman when he came. She came, laid hands, boom, said, I told you. I told you, if you go and call this woman, I told you, say, no operation. So afterwards, all of the operation patients they were referred to the woman. And all of them came out of this house delivered. That is the power of God at work. What are you talking about? When power is at work, the most difficult of problems will succumb. Death is the ultimate problem. That death succumbed to Jesus. What other problem cannot succumb? What are you talking about? Even death bow to Jesus. Is Oh, master, forget it. Answer. They will bow. You must believe. Say, I have the power. It is inside. It came with your birth. Anybody being in Christ is a new creation. I'm a new creation. Oh, before I got born again, I didn't have the power to heal the sick. Because me, 
as for the natural world, the, 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 natural, the natural life, all that God gave today was that that's what they say. All this herbalist, herbalist. So God said, we should, we should use the, the, the leaves for whatever and then we eat the food. So that's what they, that's what they say. They use it to get money. But in Christ, we don't use the leaves. We don't use the herbalist. We don't use the herbs. We use one thing. The power in the name of Jesus. Hey, and you see, when we studied exousia, right? One of the words, the meaning of exousia is delegated authority. In other words, whatever God gave to Jesus to do, He has also passed it down to us. He said, Continue, continue in my name. When God, the Father, sent me here, I was healing people in my name. Okay, so now you continue. Whatever Jesus did, He said, The work that I did, you will do also. And greater works shall you do because I've gone to the Father. Please, at least start with what Jesus started. And then think about Greater West. We are organizing Greater West Conference when people have not even started doing what Jesus did. Greater West, Greater West Conference. What? Have, did you, have you done what Jesus did? At least let's finish with that one. And then we can go to the Greater West. What did Jesus did? He turned water into wine. Have you done it before? Jesus raised the dead. Have you done it before? He cast out demons. Have you done it before? He caused uh, the uh, epileptic and the paralytic to work. Have you done it before? Now do all those things that Jesus was doing. Then we can talk about greater works. This year, you shall see the things Jesus did in your life. By the power of the Holy Spirit, you shall do the same things in the mighty name of Jesus. That is what I want to see in you. And you shall see it in Jesus' name. Okay. Greater works. Four. Power reveals the glory of God to men. First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 20. Power reveals the glory of God Men. First Corinthians chapter number four. Verse number twenty. It says, "Oh, we read, we read, we read this, we read it, we read it earlier on. For the kingdom of God is not what in word, but in power. In other words, in words, in words, in words, but in power. What do you want? Shall I come to you with a rod or in love, the spirit of gentleness? So, because we are we are releasing power, the God's glory." What is able to do is also being revealed. Amen, somebody. And the fifth thing is that power shows we have fellowship with God. This point is very important. A believer who is devoid of the power of God tells of lack of fellowship. Very, very important. When you are constantly fellowshipping with the Lord, constantly in prayer, constantly in thinking on the word, Constantly setting your mind on things above and on things below. I tell you, power will ooze through you. It will just flow. Philippians 3.10 Philippians 3.10 Philippians 3.10 It says That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being conformed to his death. And I may know him. Come tonight, you will know God. In the, in the beauty of his holiness and in power. Please, take this thing seriously. So that when you start moving in power, you will know that God indeed is with us. Amen. Shall be on our feet. It's about time for us to start praying. And we're going to pray 
all of the prayer points today. And when we are done, God will help us to finish the service. Amen. Ah, God bless you so much. It's been a powerful time. Lift up your voice and begin to thank the name of the Lord. And begin to bless His holy name. Ah, for the power to do His will. The power to be here to do His will. Come on, lift up your voice. Everybody, come on. It's time to pray. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him. Come on, lift up your voice. Come on, lift up your voice, lift up your voice. Be energized, be energized by the power of God. Lift up your voice, lift up your voice. In the name of Jesus, Santa Lift up your voice and thank him for this knowledge that we have received, for this knowledge we have received, that God inherently has placed in us power, 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 power. Ya ta 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 ya 
Zachariah chapter number 4 I read from verse number 6 So he answered and said to me This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel Not by my mind Nor by power But by the power of the Spirit Says the Lord of hosts Amen Now we're going to pray it is not by our mind. It's not by our physical strength. It's not by anything but by the power of God. We're going to pray and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, today, let your power take over my life. Fill me once again with your power. With your power. I don't want to depend, want to depend on, my strength, on my strength, nor my mind, my mind but by the power of the, the, Holy of the Holy Spirit. Let your power, let your power be, evident. be evident. Let your power, let your power be full in me like never before. Never Lift before. up your voice and, and pray with all seriousness. The power to prove the will of God. Come and lift up your voice. Mandolia Santa Raya, 
Mark chapter number 12. Mark chapter 12. 
Please, we are just starting. Stir yourself up. Already, even before we started, angels are taking place. The presence of the Lord is so mighty here. You will not live here the same as you came. Mark chapter 12, I read from verse 20. Now there were seven brothers. The first took a wife, and dying, he left no offspring. And the second took her, and he died. Nor did he leave any offspring. And the third likewise. So the seven had her, and left no offspring. Last of all, the woman also died. Therefore, in the resurrection, when they rise, whose wife will she be? For all seven had her as wife. Now, verse 24 is where my emphasis is. Jesus answered and said to them, Are you not therefore mistaken? Because you do not know the scriptures, nor the power of God. Hey, are you not mistaken? Other versions say, Because you lack understanding of the power of God. You think this is what is going to happen. This is not what is going to happen. Because in the resurrection, you are not going to marry. You are only permitted to marry here on earth. When we go to heaven, my wife will not be my wife. She will be my sister in heaven. <laughs> Amen. When you lack understanding of the power of God, your interpretation of spiritual things becomes warped. Are you getting what I'm saying? What you need is understanding of the power that you have so that you can make use of the power. The reason a lot of people don't use the power of God is that they don't understand what they have. They don't know. But when you have understanding, you can have deep things of the Spirit taking place in your life because you know what the power is all about. Anything you don't understand, Cannot bring you glory. You understand the use of a pen, right? That is why you use it to what? Right. If the pen is not understood to perform that function, you open the, the, the pen and then pour the ink in your mouth because you think you can drink it. Because it's a fluid. That liquid is an ink writing. You understand it? So you can use it. Anything you understand will bring you profit. So we're going to pray. For us to profit and for the power of God to bring us so much of his glory. God should deepen our understanding of his power in our lives. Uh, do, do, do you get a drift now? It's an important prayer to pray. Because Jesus knew when and how to use the power that he had. He didn't just go about, who oh, have the power of God. Hey, no, 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 no. Not like Elisha. Elisha didn't have full understanding of the power he had. The first thing he had, he had to kill some children. Because they mocked him. He didn't, he didn't know what he had. If you have a wrong understanding of power, that power, you use it to destroy people. And this power from God that we have today is to be a blessing to people. It's to draw people's attention to the kingdom of God. Jesus said, heal the sick. Nevertheless, make sure that the kingdom is preached. So the power has been given in as much as we want to heal the sick, in as much as we want to raise the dead, in as much as we want to open the blind eye, in as much as we want to do all those things, we do them so that people will be attracted to the kingdom and the life that we have. 
This life is different. Are you here with me? Lift up your right hand. Please, take a center stage. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, grant me a deeper understanding of the power that has been deposited in me. Father, let me use this power full of your understanding lift up your voice and begin to pray Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Let's go and change chapter number 15. Move from gear one to gear number two. I read verse number from verse 42. First Corinthians 15, 42 and 43. So also is the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. Dunamis is raising power. Talking about honor and glory associated with the resurrection. Whilst I was reading this verse, the Lord said, The prayer point is simple. My power can honor my children, my power can bring glory to my children. Therefore, the prayer is that, Father, by your power, bring us glory, bring us honor. The Bible said, um, Jesus. Because of the power of God, he was, he, he was healing so many people. Bible says his fame went everywhere. People got to know him. He became so popular. He became an honorable person. Because of the power of God at work in him. See, imagine you start healing the sick in your area. I tell you. And people will see you and say, oh yes sir. They will be saluting you. Because you have become an honorable. People will come and they will bless your life with plenty. Man. Because God is using you to do so many wonderful work. Are you getting what I'm saying? If we're going to pray, say, Father... Please, please, let's, let's, let's energize ourselves. We, are, we have not even reached anywhere in the prayer. Today we have a long journey to go. Say, Father, Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, by the working of your power, by the working of your power, in me, oh God, in me, oh God, Anamia, Anamia, glorify me, glorify me, let your power, let your power, bring me honor, bring me honor. let it bring me glory, in the name of Jesus, name of come Jesus. on, lift up your voice and begin to pray. Come on, come on, lift up your voice and pray. Let's <laughs> 
You cannot manifest your completion. We are complete. It is it, and you shall be completed. Say, we are complete. A very thorough statement. Say, I am complete. Now it is time to manifest. In the power and in the volumes of the power of God in you, you are supposed to manifest. Are you getting what I'm teaching you? A child of God should not, you know, have an encounter and then doesn't know what to do. No. You are complete. The Holy Spirit came and brought you fullness. You are complete. Say, I'm complete. We have the power to address any situation. Doesn't really matter. The situation. Sickness, we have the power to solve it. Financial challenge, we have the power to solve it. So, there's nothing lacking in here. What is left is for God's children to walk in their completeness, walk in their power. We're going to pray. Start off from today. Let me manifest my completeness by the working of your power. Jesus came and demonstrated it. If you cannot work any miracle, it means that you are not complete. There's something lacking in your life. You need something more. But when you are doing the will of the Father, it is an expression of His completeness. Amen, somebody. You're going to pray. See, this prayer is important because a lot of people are not manifesting their completeness in Christ Jesus. They, they are showing something which is not in Christ. We're going to pray that, Father, from today, let there be a manifestation everywhere I go. Everywhere I step, let power come out. Let power come out. Did you hear what I just said? Whilst we were praying, I heard in the realm of the spirit, he said the shackles are broken. Okay. It is time for you to manifest. Jesus is just walking. Jesus was just passing by. Demons were shouting. How? Completeness. Teleos. You are complete. Are you here with me? Now we're going to pray. Please. Zoom up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Zoom up. Don't get tired already. Be on your feet. It is a prayer time. We have about 14 to 15 prayer points to go. So please. Today it is a warfare, I told you. Some of the prayers, when we start entering, they realize that we didn't come here to joke. Please, pray. Every prayer that we are praying has been carefully selected by the Holy Ghost to transform us. So please, don't think we are joking. Amen. Yes. Lift up your... And I hope you brought your, your paper with the things you wrote on. Yeah, we will work on it at the end of the day. Are you ready? Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, from today, from today, when I live here, when I live here, let me manifest, let me manifest power, power. 
power in such a way, such a way that would demonstrate, that would demonstrate my, completeness. my completeness. Father, Father by, the power of your spirit, by the power of your spirit, let me demonstrate, let me demonstrate and, manifest and manifest completeness complete. in every area of my life. Come on, lift up your voice. Lift up, come on. Ya 
I read from verse 20. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. According to the dunamis. Sorry, according to the power. Energia, sorry here. That works in us according to the power. Hey. So when the power of God is working in us, then God will be doing exceedingly abundantly. Are you getting the picture here? He said, he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or we think according to. In other words, in relation to the power that is working in us. Which means that if God's power is not working in you, hey, you cannot see greater work. So. And, uh, now, now you are getting the picture. You, see, you know why I said what I said earlier on? Some power must start working now so that God can do exceedingly abundantly. As he said, exceedingly abundantly is according to the power that works in us. Are you here? Saint, you are not ordinary. I say, you are not ordinary. As you are not ordinary, mean that the power of God has to function in you so that you can see greater works. Jesus Christ, when the power is working, he multiplied food and people had food to eat. See, some of these people think that ah, it's the Bible days. It can work in our days as well. We have seen it happening in many, many, many uh, places. Therefore, we're going to pray. As a result of the power of God working, the power must work. And when the power is working, exceedingly, abundantly. I guess what I'm saying. Are you getting the picture here? According to the power. So we're going to pray. Because we have had some levels for a long time. It is time for things to change. And as things are going to change, the power of God are going to see the power of God is going to is going to get us to that level. You see? As you're doing things, now he'll be doing it. We're doing it exceedingly abundantly. Are you ready to pray? Are you ready to pray? Now lift up your right hand. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, name of Jesus according to your power, according to your power, at work in me, work in, in the me, name of Jesus, name of Jesus let, exceedingly, let exceedingly, abundantly, abundantly things begin to happen in my life. Father, Father everywhere, I turn, everywhere I turn, let greater things begin to work. Even as your power continue to work in me, let exceedingly abundantly things begin to work in my life. Father, let your power work greater things in my life. Let 
to work greater things in my life. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Come on, pray. Yandelia Bakande, Yabakanda, 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 Yandelia Bakande, Yabakan
Colossians chapter number one. Colossians chapter number one. I read verse number twenty-nine. And I read it says, To this end I also labor, striving according to his working, which works in me mightily. Striving. Striving. Now at this and in this verse, I ask the Holy Spirit, you know, what does this verse mean? 
simply means the power of God for us to labor more and to do more for the Lord. But you see, we are used standing on this verse to pray against any strife in our lives. That is not leading to the glory of God. Some people strive so many times with their work, business, jobs, a lot of things. He said the strive is rather to be to the glory of God. And in fact, Jesus said if the, burden, the, 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 the burden is not too much. Are you getting it? His yoke is very light, so it's not burdensome. So what you mean by strive is even nothing at all. Are you here with me? Are we going to pray? We are destroying any spirit of striving, struggling, whatever is causing anybody to struggle, striving, trying to do things. And it's not working. We are going to pray. Are you here with me? Yes. Are you ready to pray? Yes. Lift up your right hand and say, Father. Father. By the power, by the power that is awakening me, that is awakening me. Any striving, any striving, which is contrary to your will and glory, to your will. Father, Father, I destroy it. I destroy it. I destroy it. I destroy it. Whatever, whatever does not bring you glory, as not, as I destroy it. I destroy it. In the name of Jesus, name of lift up your voice now. Come on, come on, go, 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 go in prayer. Ya <laughs> 
Ya 
First Corinthians chapter fifteen, and I read verse number fifty-five. Oh, death! Where is your sting? Oh, Hades! Where is your victory? See, the sting of death is sin. And the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God. That. Thanks be to God. Who gives us the victory. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Are you here? Now. The prayer is simple. If the devil has lined up. Physical death. Ahead of anyone. And in, in this prayer. I want you to pray this prayer really seriously. Because the devil was planning something like that in your family. But any death that has been arranged by the power of God we neutralize it. Nobody shall die. Man. As long as you are in this church, I say you shall not die. Man. Death. 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 Physical death. It's not spiritual death. Physical death I'm talking about. If the devil wants anybody, anyone here to die this year, whether by accident, whether by through sickness, whether by Whatever impromptu thing you don't know, Anna. Today we neutralize it in Jesus' name. Amen. Nobody shall die. Say, I shall not die. I shall not die. Are you here with me? Yes. 
from this year onwards, you will live and live well. Amen. One of those days when we were afraid of death. Ah, 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 ah. It's in the past now. Yes. So we're going to pray. Amen. Back to the camp of the enemy. Back to the sender. We are sending camp to the camp of the enemy. If he wanted to cast any spell of death on us, we neutralize by the power of God. Amen. Say, Father, Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, according to your word, according to your word, give him victory no, over the power, over the power of death, of death. Therefore, therefore if there's any death, any death line up, line up against me this year, against me this I neutralize year. it. I neutralize in it. the name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. If there's any death, any death sent into my house, into my house, I neutralize it. I neutralize in it. the name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. If there's any death. Set into my body. I neutralize it. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voice. And I'm 
it gives power to the weak. Remember what the Bible says in um, 2 Corinthians chapter number 12, verse 9, when Paul went to the Lord to pray to help him out. He said, Paul, oh, you don't have to pray. My power is made perfect in your weakness. You understand? My power is made perfect in your weakness. And therefore, we're going to pray. Any weakness that the devil is trying to exploit in our lives. Maybe as for you, dear, you dear. The weakness is that you always love eating, so you don't like fasting. Any, any, any weakness that the devil wants to exploit this year, in the name of Jesus, the Amen. precious name of Jesus, we block it in the name Amen. of Jesus. We receive strength in place of that weakness. Amen. We receive strength in place of that weakness. Amen. Wherever the devil or whatever he's trying to do or exploit in our life, he shall not succeed. Amen. He shall not succeed. Amen. Lift up your voice and say, Father, Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, any weakness, any weakness that still remains in my life, my in life. the name of Jesus, name of I, Jesus receive I receive power, power. power. in place power. of it. Father, glorify me in place of it. I receive power. 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 Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Yandelia Bacanda, 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 Yandelia Bacanda,
So God has to change your tongue Amen. so that you can begin to speak in a manner God would be pleased with. So we're going to pray. Say, Father, Father, in the name of, in Jesus, the name of Jesus, change my tongue. Change my tongue. Change my tongue. Change my tongue. That from today, that for today whatever, I speak, whatever I speak, it shall be done. It shall, be done. It shall, come, to pass. It shall come to pass. It shall manifest. It shall manifest. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Stand up, stand up, stand up and pray. Stand up, stand up and pray. Stand up, stand up and pray. Stand up, stand up and Ya 
Cantara bacando, Yandelia bacande, Yandesendelia bacande, Abacanda, Yandelia bacando, Yandelia bacande, Yandelia bacande, Let us finish things up. We are about to close. Not too long. It's past three o'clock already. 
it's getting to fall. So let's let's know. We will close very soon. Don't let anything distract you. Amen, somebody. First Corinthians chapter one. First Corinthians chapter. He said, "Who will also confirm you to the to the end?" That you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful, by whom He were you were called into the fellowship of Jesus Christ. So we're called into fellowship. The fellowship, in other words, participate, taking part in the divine nature. We were invited to this life. Therefore, we're going to pray, the Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, let there be divine linking as we fellowship, O God. Let your power, let your power save us from any anomaly of the enemy. So as we read the verse 8, it said, Who will also confirm to you to the end that you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. when, When the power of God is working you and then you are doing the will of God, Working in love and all of those things. What's going to happen is that on the day of judgment, you shall be preserved. Amen. Or if there's anything in this world that is trying to cause harm into your, to you, it shall not work. Are you going to what I'm saying? Yes. Because the Spirit of God has taken over you. Amen. Amen. So we're going to pray right now. The Father, rescue us. Save us from anything that would lead us into, or would lead us astray. That is even more better. Whatever would lead us astray, Father, rescue us from it. Father, take us out of it. That's why Jesus, when he was praying, said, lead me not into temptation. We are praying that let nothing take us out of the will of God. Amen. From today. Come on, lift up your voice and begin to pray. Ya <laughs> 
Mandeli abacando, Mandeli abacande, Second Peter chapter number one. Our last but one prayer in the prayer list, then we will pray over our prophetic direction. Then we will we'll take it out from there. Second Peter chapter number one. I read verse from two. It said, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Verse three. As his divine power, his divine dunamis has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. So his divine power provides. Say divine power provides. The power we have today is not for 
uh, the storeroom or whatever. God can use the power that you have to provide. Amen. Therefore, we're going to pray that, Father, even as we walk in your power, be our provider, our great provider. Whatever we need, Father, Lord, let your power bring it to us in the name of Jesus. Anything that we need in life and godliness, let your power bring it to us in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Now lift up your voice. Come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on. We are the last lap, last lap, last lap. Come on, pray, come on, pray, come on, pray. Be on your feet, be on your feet. Get up and pray so that you can finish this up. Ya <laughs> 
Jeremiah chapter 32 Our last prayer in this series Jeremiah 32 Jeremiah chapter number 32. It says, Because all of the evil of the children of Israel and the children of, Israel, of Judah, which they have done to provoke me to anger, they, because, because of all, all the evil of the children of Israel and the children of Judah, which they have done to provoke me to anger, they, their kings, their princes, their priests, their prophets, and the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And they have turned to me the back and not the face. Though I taught them, rising up early and teaching them, yet they have not listened. Amen. Now, the prayer the Lord gave me is simple. Any difficult situation in your life, we overturn it in the name of Jesus. You know, See, it is quite different from striving. Striving is struggling. Difficult situations, stubborn situations. There are some things that have been there for a long time. They don't want to live your life. Today we are coming to uproot them by the root. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, Father, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Any stronghold, any stronghold of the evil one, of the evil in one. any area of my life, I uproot in the name of Jesus and I cast out in the name of Jesus. Father, Father from, today, from today, let the power, let the power of, the of the Holy Spirit settle everything, settle everything that has to do with me. In the mighty name of Jesus, lift up your voice. Ya kan ta ya ba kan 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 ya 
that every situation you have in your life is not subject to you. No more challenging situations that would take you overboard. Everything that you have written down, I tell you, by the power of God, it shall be fulfilled. Amen! There shall be nothing standing that shall fail on the sheet of paper that you have written. Those who are watching online, you can, you can follow up. Um, maybe sit on your bed. If you have it on your phone, you can just sit on your bed and then and put one foot somewhere on it. Don't let it crack. Therefore, we're going to pray in the name of Jesus that from today, according to the power of God and the Spirit of God, everything that has been written down on this on this paper is done in the name of Jesus. Amen. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Mandolia Santa Rabacande Abacande, Yandolia Santa Rabacande Abacanda, Yandolia Bacande Abacande, Candy Sindelia Canta Rabacande Abacande, Yandolia Bacande Abacanda, Yandolia Santa Rabacande, Yandolia Bacande Abacande, Yandolia Santa Rabacande Abacande, Yandolia Yandelia Santa Rabba Candy, Yandelia Santa Rabba Candy, 
Yandi 
Hallelujah, Bakande. Yandilia Santa Raba Candia Bakanda, Matandi Sindilia Santa Raba Candida, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Tonight, every prayer you have prayed shall make power available for you. Amen. You shall have power in abundance. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. God has purposed you for this day. And he will make sure that he glorifies you. Amen. He beautifies you and makes your life awesome. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Shall be seated in heavenly places. It's almost, it's almost 4 a.m. So don't think time has not gone. It's almost 4 a.m. I want to thank God for what he has done. I want to thank God. Let's prepare our offering. announcement that is there is that today saturday we'll have virtual prayer session amen virtual prayer session so please make sure you are available you are you are part of it amen don't let anything distract you don't let anything come in your way don't sleep until uh, it's like you don't, you don't feel like you'll be waking up. 7 p.m. is the time. Today, we are meeting online to pray. Amen. Watch our signs and wonders is going to happen in your life. After the prayers of today. In the name of Jesus, let's focus on the Lord. And let's make sure that we, are, we have gathered to pray adequately. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for being a part of today's message. This program was brought to you by the friends and partners of the Spirit Life people. For further information, kindly visit us at www.thespiritlifepeople.com or subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channels or find us on all major social media platforms. Stay blessed and always remember that in Christ Jesus... We are free!